You ready? Yes, sir. All right. And welcome to another episode of Commission Co. I am one half your host, the Commish. Joining me per usual, Drew. Howdy. And this is part two of our postseason uh, podcast. And we'll get straight. We'll get straight into the thick of it all. Point I wanted to make up. Point I've been wanting to bring up, and which made me sick to my stomach because I had never seen this in the NFL before on that level. What the fuck is wrong with Doug Peterson? I wanted to talk about this as well. I mean, the the thing that I guess I'm gathering from it all is that it's kind of obvious for people that he tanked the game, even though he said that, you know, he was he was trying to win the game. Um, and he put in that third-string quarterback. What was his name? Nate Peterman or Sutterman or something like that. Shepton, Shepton, whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, for me, I feel like a big chunk of me believes that he was trying to throw the game for the pick. Um, but also a little sliver is there that, you know, sometimes people try experimental stuff. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, he wasn't playing bad, but I guess maybe you could make a case that, you know, you couldn't see it going, trending in the right directions for them to win the game. And maybe he was going to try to do something where, I mean, hey, we, we saw it earlier this year, like with uh, the, the 49ers, for instance, like, you know, them using a backup quarterback. It wasn't necessarily that, that backup quarterback was good or better, but it was just that the other team didn't really have a plan for how he was going to play because they didn't know. So, I mean, a little sliver of me maybe thinks that maybe he was trying to legit win the game and he's just that dumb that he felt like, you know what, let me just take a chance, roll the dice on this guy. And, I mean, we saw how it worked out. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. Fuck that. He knew what he was doing. They were only down I think, three points with eight minutes left right. in the fourth quarter. Hertz was getting was doing what he could. He was keeping them in the game. Now, if they were so concerned about where they were picking, you know, and thinking that they maybe had some shot where they could have won or they weren't really paying attention, they should have sat all those starters. I see what you're saying. Like, didn't play. But for me, I think it might also have something to do with his maybe despise for the Giants. And also, you know, look, the call could have come from up above, from management that says, no, we need to lose this. We want the pick or whatever. But I'm telling you right now, there's no football player – playing right now that's gonna agree with what he did and want to throw the game. Every Nobody wants to lose. Like, no, right. nobody goes into a football season going to a football game saying, oh, I think I want to lose this game. Like, that's retarded. No football, no football player does that. So for him to pull, and there's even video where, Jay, where he, when he's pulling Jalen Hurts, Literally, for like five minutes, you, you could read 
hurts his uh, lips or he's saying, that's not right, man. That's not right. Like, that's not right what you did. Like, they were literally, they were trying to win the game. Those players were trying to win the game. Yeah. And then for him to, like, to pull Hurts, now he has a, another disgruntled QB on his hands as far as probably the whole locker room. Right. I mean, I think, like, you know, I, I even heard, I think, Ryan Clark or something like that uh, talking about, you know, whenever it comes to the tanking strategy, you know, players don't care about that. Like they're trying to play the best they can because especially if you're on a team that has a losing record, you know, how you perform, if you perform badly on a bad team, you know, you, you're liable to get cut at any moment. Exactly. So they're not trying to go out there and, you know, intentionally do bad. So it just seems like, you know, if that is what they're going to do, the coaches the upper management, they kind of have to do like this, uh, this tap dance, this tightrope, like you know, act where, you know, they're making it seem like they are trying, but just I guess little things here and there, and maybe if they do it well enough, we'll never know what those things are. But Doug Peterson, this one was a uh, kind of an obvious one. And um, I mean, he's look okay, yeah. He won the Super Bowl, but I mean, they had a really good team that year, and I think they also tried this past year and the year before to buy their way to another Super Bowl. In other words, the talent, like pain, and you know, not only has he lost numerous players, but Carson Wentz is going to be on wanting to play for Peterson. Hurts is probably thinking the same thing too. He's like, I don't want to play for this guy if he's wanted to like throw games. Like, who the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. you, know, you don't hear about this in football. Um, so I think the Eagles they're gonna have a big decision as to like, are they really gonna lose the the locker room? You know, is it worth losing the locker room to keep that head coach on? Plus, I mean, if you look at this team last year and this year. They fucking sucked. Like, literally. Like, they, I mean, they were horrible, and, you know, it, it affects a lot of players. Like, it, if you look at Miles Sanders, whenever Wentz was in there, he was playing horribly. Whenever Hurts was in there, his play was a lot better. You know, mm-hmm. and also, you know, going off on tangents left and right, also about the Eagles, um, they are like $75 million over the salary cap. Yeah, they're in the hole. Well, this team's going to look different next year, real different. And as far as with the head coach, I should probably, you know, move on from Doug Peterson, go a different direction because, you know, you're going to have fans who are calling, you know, by, you know, those Philly fans are ruthless, man. And so they're going to be wanting his head yeah. and, um, you know, they're going to have to figure out what to do with Carson Wentz. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure Carson Wentz is going to be playing for somebody else next year. They're going to have to trade him because they can't afford him. Yeah, man. I mean, he's giving obvious pushback. Like, he, he's uh, he's letting it be known that he's not happy with uh, these decisions that are being made as far as Benjamin. So, um, I don't know if there's any comeback from here. I don't know how, how I don't even know how you come back, you know, from this if you're Doug Peterson. Yeah, man. I mean he's starting to kinda he's starting to enter that real like that red zone where it's just like 
you know, you need kind of like a miracle, maybe a team that, uh, I mean, as far as the Eagles, I feel like he's done unless, like you were saying, the call came from upper management. Maybe they have a diabolical plan in the works. And, you know, Doug Peterson can keep his job in that way. I could see that. Like, he was just following orders. And so, you know, if he keeps his job next year and we're all kind of scratching our heads with how, I think maybe that's our answer. True. But, I mean, I, I mean like I said, it's if they were trying to throw the game and keep that number six pick in the draft, then uh, they should have sat all their starters just to make sure it went that way. But also what this does, see – this is how it all started in the NBA for uh, why yeah. they started doing that lottery that lottery draft because too many teams were trying to tank just to make sure they got the number one pick, and so they had to switch it up. They had to change it to where even if you lost all these games, you were never assured of that first pick. You know, that was the only way yeah. that was going to stop all that. So... Um, hopefully, uh, I don't know, man. Hopefully, you know, I don't know. What the, I don't know what I'm saying. Hopefully, for but <laughs> I mean, hopefully, the Eagles let go of Doug Peterson to show that you know <laughs> this wasn't okay. Like, and he actually does suck. Like, he's not worth the shit. And yeah. you know, I and I haven't really like reached out to any Eagles fans that I know, you know, to kind of get their reaction, but. If there's no, it doesn't seem like anybody's happy with. Well, it. and I hope there's no delusional Eagles fans out there that try to come up with some excuse to, you know, to cover up for Doug Peterson because there is no cover up with this. Like this is bad, man. This is real bad. I mean, there's. I've I've heard a couple Eagles fans saying that, like what I said, that they believe that it is possible. They thought that. Doug Peterson was trying to win the game, even with that quarterback move, you know, maybe just trying something experimental, something different. But, yeah, I mean, it's very few the ones that I do hear that from, I will say that. But what is he, I don't get, like, what what could he possibly, like, I don't, what could he do? Like, I mean, the guy was drafted in the sixth round of 2016 and hasn't really Mm -hmm. played. You know, there was what? There was back in uh, 2018 where he played two games, but he was shitty. Uh, I mean, I think it's. I think it's the only thing that I could conclude was, you know, the only possible way is that you know Doug Peterson maybe he saw some of these teams, you know, back in midseason that won games with their backup quarterbacks. You know, maybe third string even. Um, not necessarily, like I said, because they're more skilled, but just because the opposing team didn't really have a plan for how they're going to play. Like, he had Nick Mullins. He also had, um, I forget his name, but the backup for the Bengals. Like, you know, they, they beat the Steelers with that backup dude. And, I mean, the way he was playing was kind of bad, but it was, I mean, I don't know. Like, it was just, it just seemed like the Steelers didn't have an answer. Um, and I think that that's maybe the only thing I can think of that Doug Peterson was looking into that, that, I don't know, he was just trying to nip it in the bud before the deficit became too big. And he was like, let me just throw this little monkey wrench, this little wild card into the, into the pot and, you know, see, see what happens. But 
not saying I'm putting my money on it, but that's the only way that it can make sense if he straight up thought that. Yeah, no, they weren't doing that bad though. They were, they were like I said, they're only down three. So I mean, we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens once the season's over. Oh, there's the baby. I'm talking, but uh, because I'm pretty sure they won't do anything until the season's fully over. Thank you. Um, so the season's fully over, and uh, I'm sure they're gonna have plenty of players going to talk to the upper management to see why, 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 like you know, or saying or asking for trades. You know, asking to be traded or, you know, numerous players might come out like that. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's, it's starting to all, you know, fall apart over there in Philadelphia. So, they're going to have to figure it out fast. Um, but, yeah, let's see here. Where am I at here? Okay, so moving on. Um, moving on. You know what? Let's uh, – let's, where's your team? Let's, let me, let's look at your team for a second. Where are you at? Who who were you thinking of keeping? Uh, um, well, I had already set my keepers. Um, I have my keepers, uh, Gronk and Tua. You set them already? Um, yeah, I believe so. Unless I didn't save them or something. Oh, when did you set them? Hmm. I don't know, maybe about oh, a week no, ago. You didn't save him. I mean, I see, I oh, okay. see Eckler. I have to go back in there. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. I, I had to take Eckler off, so I, I got to go okay. back in again. You're going to keep Gronk and Tua? Okay. It's, uh, were they both waiver wire pickups? Yeah. Okay. Um. So that would, I mean, okay, the, how that's going to work is, obviously, you can't pay with two 11th round picks. So you... So the twelfth and eleventh. All right, there we go. Now, yeah, yeah, there we go. Oh. So eleventh and tenth. <laughs> so you're gonna have to pick who you want to give up for the eleventh and who. I mean, like who's going for the eleventh pick and who's going for the tenth round pick. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to put it one um, way and then you end up wanting to keep the other guy, but then like you wanted it the other way and whatnot. I mean, you got time. You have until May, but I'm just right, saying. Right. Yeah, I mean. I'm definitely gonna look at it like. So for now, yeah. I when did you draft CD right. Lamb? I was waiting to see what you were gonna say. When did you draft CD Lamb? Um, I honestly, I I like what you're thinking, and I I really wanted to keep him too. Um, but I think I drafted him like in the third Jesus. or fourth. Ooh. And so, yeah, I took a chance on him, and I mean, he he technically worked yeah. out, but. As far as me wanting to give that up to keep him, uh, it kind of sucks, but I'm going to bite the yeah. shit sandwich on it. That might be too know. much to give up. You never know. But uh, you know, uh, Kyler Murray and Dak would have worked out perfectly if this was a super flex this year. <laughs> it would have worked out perfectly. I know, right? Let me see here. You got him in, ooh, you got him in the third round. I know that's what that's what I was also looking at as well. So I don't know. You know, I, I have a plan. You know, multiple that I'm thinking of. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you for sure what what I'm gonna ultimately do. But okay. well, I know that. No, uh, I know our. Oh, when welcome to our uh, 
a newcomer in the league. Uh, he goes by his team name is the Turkey Bags. Uh, but the Turkey name is Brandon, a uh, real good friend of mine. I mean, well, we don't go way back, but we go back about 10, 15 years. She's probably the only person. And I'm not taking nothing away from anybody else, but I'm saying the only, the only person I've known in Corpus that has literally kept it real the whole time. Hasn't tried to bullshit or hasn't tried to pull anything or you know what I mean? I thought I thought I you know, like but you're getting there. Games. You're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> just play it. Get out there. Um was it so the turkey bags. Hey man, I don't know. I ain't gonna say what I think that means, but I think I know what that yeah. means, bro. <laughs> um but yeah, I think we said it on the last podcast. But welcome again, Brandon. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm interested. I like how he has that little trophy like uh, symbol by his name. Honestly, I almost thought I was like, did he get that from the Sleep Flicker app? For no, no, that's just that's team, that's but... just like runner up. Yeah, that's because he's a runner up. So yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I think that's something new that uh, Sleep Flicker <sighs> is doing. So. But I mean, he's gonna mm-hmm. keep Derrick Henry. So he, Derrick Henry, he's he's gonna have to give up that. He's giving up that first round mm-hmm. pick though for him. Uh Montgomery, mm-hmm. Montgomery, and what's his name? Has got Montgomery in. Uh, um, let me see here. Where did he get Montgomery? One, two, three, four, five. He got him in the sixth round, so he has to give up a fifth rounder. And he's keeping Tyler Lockett, which he. Uh, what's his name? I drafted Tyler Lockett in the seventh round, so he's giving up a sixth rounder. So he's giving up his fifth and first, fifth, and sixth round picks for his keepers. But I mean, that's Jeez. I mean, hey, it might it's probably worth it. That first, but that first, yeah. I mean, I didn't, like I didn't think he was going to actually give up his first rounder, but I mean, hey, I mean, depending on where he picks, which he's probably going to be picking towards the the back end of the first round. Uh, depending on how the draft lottery goes uh, next month, um, yeah, I mean, it might be, you know, it just might be worth it to keep him. You know, he is, uh, he is on a tear. He would, I mean, goddamn, the guy rushed for 2,000 yards this year. He did, man. Yeah, yeah he's uh, barely made it. He's 27 yards sure. above, but I mean, hey, he made it. So, um, let me see here. Who else is who else is loaded at uh, you know with with talent? Um, I mean, we could, we could look at the we could look at uh, comebacks for Bench. Um, I don't think he's made any decisions yet. I know he's going to keep Josh Allen. I know that for a fact. I mean, <laughs> he's not hard for the Bills, bro. bro. Like you should have seen, you should have seen whenever the whenever they're playing the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like they could never pull it off, bro. They just just fucking them big time. I mean, I still do to to this day somewhat, but you know, I, I don't not like when we were kids. And he was literally the only one going for the Bills. Like only one, only one. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I guess. You know, but I mean, okay, yeah, know. I mean, they're good. I still don't think they could beat Kansas City, but you know, uh, we'll see. But Josh Allen, I know he got him in like the 14th or 15th round, so that's not costing him nothing. Mark Andrews was the one, I don't know if he's going to keep him this year again, because uh, that had cost him. Uh, 
Where's he at? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, goddamn. That's, uh, wow. Mark Andrews. Oh, so it'll cost him a tenth round to keep him, which, I mean, knowing that we're moved towards a tight end premium, it might be worth it for him to keep him. But if he wants to keep Travis Kelsey, like I said, that one's going to be expensive because that one's going to be his first-round pick right there <laughs> to keep him. Well, well, well. What are you going to do, Ken? So, but I know there's several PS like Antonio Gibson, which he drafted him. Uh, he drafted him pretty early, I believe. Not early, early, but I know I was eyeing him, and then he got him instead. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We got him in the ninth round, so we got to be an eighth rounder. He got to give up for him, which just might be worth it. Just might be worth it. So, so like I said, it's going to be an interesting draft. Um, now, moving on, moving on. We're going to move on. So let's, get, let's get into the wild card games. All right. First up, we got the Colts and the Bills. Speaking of Buffalo Bills, Colts versus the Bills. Uh, they're playing in Buffalo. Now, I wouldn't like consider home field advantage or anything, you know, because of, uh, you know, you really can't have fans. Even though Sean Payton did come up with a good with a good idea, he wanted to, he wanted to quarantine fifty thousand fans. In the Mercedes-Benz Dome out there in uh, in New Orleans for a week or something, just to help them with the home field advantage, you know. <laughs> you know of course, oh they didn't God. go for that, but you know, hey, never a good idea though. Never know what you can get in this yeah. But yes, yeah, so we um, got uh, you know, you got the Colts. Colts, you know, their defense was was. Was pretty good this year. Bills was you know right average. Started coming through late in the season. Um, you know you can Philip Rivers sucks. You know can't throw for shit. But you know Jonathan Taylor. You know they got a good running game. Um, you know if, if there is a team that could beat the Bills in the wild card, it's the Colts. They you know they do have pretty good cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, they can slow them down with the running game, and uh, I mean, if they if if the Colts were to focus on Diggs and shut him down somehow, which I don't see how they could do that, but you know, they could pull it off. They um, but yeah, I mean, Colts. They, I mean, they do have weapons at wide receivers as well. Um, no, this one's. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Honestly, man, I uh, I respect the, the the Bills, man, just for making it like to this point. This is historic, but just something weird. I just feel something weird, man. I feel like the Colts. I mean, I think the Colts head coach was even in like a press conference. You know who. You know who? And, uh, uh, okay, his name is Frank Wright. He used to play quarterback. You know who he used to play for? Oh. He used who? to play for the Bills. 
I don't know if you used to watch back oh, really? in the 90s. Oh, okay. um, but he orchestrated the biggest comeback in playoff, and I'm thinking football history with the Bills. Like, they were in the playoffs, and they were down yeah. to the Oilers, like – 38 to uh, like seven or some shit like that. This motherfucker brought him all the way back in the second half to win the game. Yeah. No way. That's crazy. Well, I mean, I mean we're going to see, man, it's definitely going to be a game. I feel like it's going to be you a, saying that he was a saying? Very good game. Uh, well, like, you know, he was just saying that, um, that you know, he, he knows it's obvious that everybody's picking the Bills to win this and nobody's really picking the Colts to win it. I don't know, it just kind of, like, seemed like he was fired up. Just, you know, he wanted the opportunity to try to prove people wrong, kind of like that little little gloating, you know, bragging right. So, I don't know, man. Hey, I mean, coaches can get, uh, you know, their emotions competitive you know, all that too. So I think that they're definitely going to try to go all out. And I don't want to take anything away from the Bills because they're a dominant force, but I just I just feel something. My, spy, my spidey sense. Well, I mean, going with the Colts. The, even though Phillip Rivers sucks, I think, um, I mean, the guy's made it to the playoffs numerous times. There's only one reason why he never made it mm-hmm. to a Super Bowl. Tom Brady and the Patriots. They're always there <laughs> to beat him. Even though there was one year where they should have won. Uh, man, Bill, I mean, the, the Pats, Tom Brady brought the Pats back to win that game. Like, with, I don't know, it was like in sec, sec, like less than a minute left. And so... And they had a really good team that year when he was. This is when he was playing with the Chargers. They were still in San Diego, so he had he had Ladanian Tomlinson, mm-hmm. you know, Junior Seau. Um, yeah, he had, I mean, they had a good team that year, and so they just couldn't get past you know Brady and Belichick and the Pat in the past. So, but I mean, I've watched plenty of Bills games this year. Um, I, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm thinking the Colts are gonna are gonna upset the Bills on this one. You know. So. Okay. Yeah, man. I think it's definitely gonna be a really good game. Like, I don't think uh, I think it's gonna be just back and forth the whole well, time. Well, this, this is the first game on Saturday, so starts at twelve. No, Saturday at twelve. Saturday noon. night or what? Yeah, there's three games oh, Saturday, three games oh, Sunday. Okay. Um, second game on Saturday, which is at 3.40, we have the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. Sean McVay, baby. What can he do against uh, um, Pete Carroll? I, I mean... I think they I think they split the the season series. Uh, each of them won one one game each, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um 
Yeah, I just don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the Rams have it in them to beat the Seahawks. I know. I think Goff's coming back from the surgery, but I'm sure that's still going to be bothering him some from his uh, thumb surgery. Uh, I think they're down to uh, two running backs, Cam Akers and uh, Daryl Henderson. So they're working with Barbara Brown. Uh, they just activated Cooper Cup off the COVID IR list, whatever. Um, but I just don't, I don't know. I just don't see them beating the Seahawks and uh, Russell, Russell Wilson and DK out there. And, you know, with Chris Carson and that defense is starting to come alive lately. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, I think that the Hawks are one of those teams where it's like, you know, despite, you know, how good they did or didn't do in the regular season, if they can make it to the playoffs, they can kind of, I think they get like a different, you know, different, you know, energy about them where I think they just kind of like, you know, dig their heels in and just really go for it all. I mean, Pete Carroll's a different coach in the playoffs. He's been there plenty of times already. Um, and so I just, man, I just, yeah, I just don't think the Rams have it in them to beat the Seahawks. So, huh? All right. Well, that's like, I don't know. I guess two for two there. Uh, third game of Saturday night. It's at seven o'clock. Got the Tom Brady Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. Uh, Tampa Bay, baby. I, you know, I want, yeah, there's just, even though Washington, their defense, man, they're you know watch out. Their passing defense, they got a good passing defense. Yeah, oh, yeah. I saw, Chase uh, Young, what's that Chase Ricky Young, yeah. that was calling defensive uh, man for uh, for the, for the Washington football team. Yeah, dude, hey, bro, dude, that's a big dude. That's a big fucking strong dude, man. Like I remember watching him when he was playing with yeah. Ohio State last year. God damn, man, man, watch out, Tom. Because I would have... Go ahead. I mean, hey, look. Oh, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, like, it's no secret that that's the weakness from Tom Brady. Like, you know, they're in preservation mode with him. Like, he ain't trying to do a bunch of crazy movements, so... But, like, so what he... His call-out was, he holds water. You know, his, his position is specifically to try and take Tom Brady down. So, um, yeah, I mean... I, I like the call out, but I also like what Bruce Arian said was kind of like a watch out. Yeah, for it's, you, wish uh, get, you know, you you rattle Tom Brady, he's not going to be the same in that game. You know, he's going to be worried about getting hit over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And, um, unless uh, Ron Rivera and Washington have some sort of plan where they're going to rattle him early, get into his face, maybe you know, maybe do some all out rushes early on to kind of get to Tom. You know, but if, you know, Tom figures you out, then, you know, that's it. That's game right there. You know, he's going to pick you apart all game. Um, So, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, so this one, I mean, yeah, even though it's kind of weird that, you know, it's going to be, they're going to be playing at Washington, you know, but, you know, they did win the NFC East, you know, courtesy of, uh, courtesy of Doug Peterson. So, yeah. Yeah, so they say. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, man, I'm going with the yeah, Bucks, and yeah, I'm guessing that's 
who you're going with too. So we'll see. And I mean, this is this is going to be uh, this is going to be. Yeah, I won't even want to put too much weight on it, but you know, Max Kellerman, he 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 wised up and he admitted that Tom Brady isn't in a decline, like as far as this year goes, but. Uh, he's still trying to put that little asterisk on it, and he uh, said that the he won't get to 12 wins this year. So, if I'm not mistaken, this will be the 12th win if they if they win it. So, uh, so yeah, just another little notch that he's checking off. To I mean, you never expect the underdogs to really win, but you know, especially in this case, but it could happen. I don't know. We'll see. Uh. For sure. Oh, yeah. That's For sure. Also, speaking of, I don't know if Alex Smith is going to play. So, yeah. I think he still oh, really? has some sort of injury lingering, but we'll see. Um, that Now, moving on to Sunday, the 12 o'clock game. Got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Mm, I'm actually looking um, forward to this one. Correctly from last year. Um, Titans were able to shut down uh, Jack, Lamar Jackson, you know, so he had to pass, and they couldn't couldn't get it done. What? Yeah, that's right. I do remember that. <sighs> I mean, you know, this is. I feel like every game the Ravens have Lamar Jackson is trying, like, not necessarily he's trying to prove something, but that people are looking at him to try and see, like, is he truly, you know, franchise material? Like, do we put all of our trust in him? Is he truly a thrower? Like, can he throw? I mean, and this is going to be one of those games for me where, like you said, you know, last year what happened happened. So this year they meet again. It's up to him to make yeah. a difference. I just, for me, I just think Mike Vrabel is a better coach than what people give him credit for. And so when it comes to shutting down certain people, especially when you get to the playoffs, it's a totally different beast. You know, you have to focus in on that one week, especially that one team. Nothing else matters. It's like you're playing the Super Bowl every Sunday until you get to the Super Bowl. Um, Derrick Henry, I mean, he's Mm -hmm. pretty much gotten the best of the Ravens lately. Uh, A.J. Brown. Uh, I mean, he's the guy's a beast out there. Corey Davis has started to come through, you know, for the most part for the year. And uh, I mean, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, the guy's playing. I'm not gonna say elite, but guy's a good quarterback. He's a good player. He's getting the job. He gets the job done out there in Tennessee. Um, so I mean, for me, mm-hmm. I just don't think. Like I said, the Ravens' defense is going to have enough to stop them. Um, I'm going Tennessee in this one. Um, I'm going to go with Titans as well, man. I mean, this is playoff time. It's crunch time for, for Derrick Henry. So mm-hmm. He's going to put into maximum overdrive. Right. Um, moving on, moving on. Let me see here. Second game of Sunday. Uh, it's going to be the Chicago Bears versus the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think they moved this one from Saturday to Sunday just to make sure that uh, Alvin Kamara was going to be able to play because he was actually put on that, that reserve COVID list. 
So, I mean, I don't know if they're going to have Michael oh, Thomas. No. Like, I don't know what the – man, that guy has just gone off the deep end this year. Like. Yeah. Like, he really has. The has gotten into him, you know, whether it was for Saints, I mean, for Drew Brees, what he was saying in the offseason. But they're just like – I mean, you would think that he would start to come, want to come through for his team, but I don't think there's any sign that he's going to play. So, but I mean, as long as I think as long as Alvin Kamara plays, the Saints are there's. I mean, the Bears aren't going to beat the Saints. No, they don't have much. I mean, they yeah, they got Montgomery, got Allen Robinson, but as far as quarterback play, it's just not hasn't been there for him. Yeah, so yeah, man, I, I see the Saints dominating as well. I think you know what it is with Kamara is that it's a combination of you know he he had uh, Breeze Breeze out, and then even whenever Breeze came back, he was still not throwing the same. And then also you got Michael Thomas back, his you know first season back from the uh, from the injury. I mean, first time back from the injury, and uh, I mean obviously he's. He's doing his work. He's doing his job, but he ain't out here, you know, doing reception milestones like he was last year. So I think just those two factors, you know, Kamara kind of just saw that, look left, look right, and he's like, well, I guess it's time for me to pick up the pieces, pick up the slack. And uh, and I, I'm thinking Sean Payton was like, you know what, as much as you can take, we'll give it to you. And as long as it's going to work, we'll keep doing it. And... I mean, they they haven't been able to stop him, yeah, so they just been uh, going off with it. Michael Thomas, biggest bust of uh, last year's draft. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, look, it's no secret. You know, you're, you're taking a gamble whenever you're, you know, trying to, you know, you're trying to do that Patriot way. Whenever you're trying to pick up the the formerly injured player. And just rolling the dice and you know seeing if they can come back and bounce back. It's it's rare, but I think Michael Thomas kind of like stepped down a notch as far as the caliber wide receiver he is. Um, I think he's still a competent, viable wide receiver. I just don't think he's like that make or break. You know, going to do those crazy plays. Like he's he, still young. There's only his like fourth year in the league. I think fourth or. So, what's a bit? So, I mean, he's still young. I mean, we'll see him. Hey, what are you doing? Stop. <clears throat> so, we'll see him moving forward. Um, but last but not least, uh, seven fifteen game on Sunday. Got the Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, man. Um, oh, oh! Speaking of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't uh, there a development about this game? Brown, the Browns' uh, head coach, Stepanski. He, hey, stop! Coach. He, got, he came down with COVID, so he's not gonna be there. Um, I think uh, I know one of one of their line offensive linemen at least. Look he's not gonna be able to play because he came down. With it. There's like four players. In total for the Browns. 
Well, you know, this is just another test for Baker Mayfield, I think. And, I mean, hey, I think that as far as in my opinion and I think a lot of other people's, Stefanski was the difference maker this season compared to last year. So, they're kind of taking the training wheels off, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure in some form they're going to be in communication with Stefanski when the game's going on. But uh, we're going to see if, you know, Baker and the rest of the Browns, for that matter, can. And I know, I know the Steelers were catching you know, a lot of flack for wrestling Ben last week and some of their some of their players. But, I mean, they knew they were already in the playoffs. And they, they knew that if they didn't beat the Browns this game, that they were going to play the Browns in the playoffs. And I think that's what they wanted. I think they wanted the Browns mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, now you got a, no, yeah, you got you got a Browns team who's not going to have all their starters, key pieces in there, playing the Steelers, who are, I mean, they, let's face it, they do have a good defense, and Ben's rested, all their starters, you know, were, are rested, and I just, I just don't think the Browns are going to have it in them to beat them. I think that, I mean, what we know the Browns for, we know the Browns, you know, their fail safe is the running game. And Steelers have a good defense, but I don't, I don't know if I trust their running defense as much. And so I think, and especially without having, you know, Stefanski, you know, doing some little play action, I think they're going to fall back on their, you know, bread and butter, the running game. And, I think that's gonna. Oh be wow! I'm thinking finally different Browns, somewhere. So. <laughs> I knew, I knew it though. I knew you were gonna go for the Browns. Up. <laughs> I know, right? We're going it. for it. I was like, here we go. <laughs> here we go. And then next thing you know, OBJ is gonna come back and play, and then really, <laughs> really fuck it up for the Browns. <laughs> I just played it. Oh, but no, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I just, I don't see the Steelers losing, but. All right, man. We just we took care of the playoff games. Uh, took care of some talk. Took care of you know uh, what changes are coming for the league moving forward. Um, took care of uh, I guess I don't want I don't want to call it pride, but you know installing some level of integrity into the league as far as for the champion. You know, because I know he's going to hear these. He's, he always listens, so I know he's going to hear them. You know, as far as you know, hey. You gotta right. be there, buddy. You know you're the champ. Mm-hmm. You gotta be there. There is no ifs or buts about it. You know, so look at that. You know, yeah. I mean, we we talked about it pretty much all we could. So, uh, anything else you want to cover? I think there's just one last question I want to ask you before we wrap it up. Um, okay. Think what, in your opinion, what what needs to change on the Cowboys, man? What is it like? No. <sighs> No band-aid over the wound like, oh, well, you know, if they just get a better defensive, what's the biggest, you know, final move they could make that would make the ultimate, you know, the best change, give them the best chance to improve? Okay, yes, but it needs to go to better, though, girl. It's very late. Um, I say probably – well, it all starts at the draft. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not the draft. It all starts in free agency because the free agency period opens up March 11th, I believe. 
like March 11th or March 6th or sometime beginning of March. If there's some key free key free agents on the defense out there, like safeties and whatnot, they need to go out there and sign them. Like they can't keep playing this. Oh well, we'll just get everybody out of the draft and we'll just build our players up. Well, guess what? Fucking defense sucks. It sucks for years. <laughs> like and then you know they they just you think it's you think it's okay. You think you make it with what what we have, but no, you never make it. You know, it always the defense always gets their ass kicked. So he's getting their ass hand to him, and you know they're also getting hurt. So why don't you go out there and sign yourself a couple of key defensive players in, in free agency, and then you could draft some more players that way they can back them up. But also in the drafts, whenever the draft comes, they need to fucking draft some offensive linemen. Okay. So are you? Know, you so is are, are, do you think Mike McCarthy is pretty good where he's at? Or I mean, some people were calling him into question for that last game. Apparently, there was some play where people thought he should have challenged it, but he didn't. I don't know. No, I mean you can't really grade him because he literally walked in blind. That's true. You know, there was like I said, no off-season workouts, no no training camp. No working plays, working as the defense, especially working as a unit, you know, trying to figure each other out, strengths and weaknesses, and what, what to do, what to do. You know, first time coach. And so it's just, you know, not really knowing how talented your uh, your roster is. He had to just have to find out on the go because when the games went. And so I think, um, I think this next year will be different for, um, We'll have a different outcome, but also like and also, dear man, fuck, dude, Jerry Jones, goddamn it, dude, like even Stephen Jones at some point, like, you know, if you feel as though you need to hire a general manager, fuck, go hire a general manager, get the hell out of the way, because, like, you do, yes, they can, they've had some pretty good drafts, but just with, it's no, it's not working out the way Jerry thinks it's gonna work out every year. And so, you know, maybe they need to go hire somebody who knows what they're doing and stay out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, uh, that's uh, I guess that, that kind of seems like the, the tone, like the big question over the Cowboys because, I mean, they they have like an idea of what to do every year, but it almost seems like, you know, they're putting out fires as they come, like, this year, the offense is a problem. This year, the defense is a problem. This year, it's the coach. This year, it's the GM. Like, so I feel like, you know, some people even feel like they should just, you know, scorch, scorch earth, you know, protocol and just, just get rid of everybody and just, you know, rebuild from, like, the real, real foundation. But, uh, yeah, man, like you said, we'll see. I mean, they, they, they argue, arguably have – best receiving core in the league. I could see that. No, they do. And they have this unfortunate uh, injuries. Dak, uh, Blake Jarwin, their tight end. You know, he whatnot. Even on defense, they have some key injuries, but you know, it's just, they're walking, they're walking in blind and you know, without without having the talent, like, you know, Dak and all that there. I mean, this is bound to happen. You know, all this mm-hmm. is about to happen. So, I don't know what Jerry's plans are for 
um, the future moving forward, if he's actually going to move out of the way and go hire somebody who can do it, who can actually be a general manager, so which would be probably the best thing for them. So, but I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But all right. Anything else? That was it, man. Right. Just wanted to get your feedback on that. All right. Well, until next time, um, everybody, stay safe. And uh, I will talk to you next week. Peace out, y'all.